welcome to another episode of the Footy Brains podcast. I'm Lockie and I'll be your host this evening. And tonight I'm joined by Sammy D. How are you going this evening, Sam? Good, mate. Good to be back on this side of the mic. <laughs> yeah, that's good to hear. Um, now, just a burning question uh, for you and all the all the listeners that are dying to know. Um, how's the old classic team going, mate? Oh, it's absolute shambles, mate. <laughs> How good's Chad Townsend? Oh, Chad Townsend hurts. Um, but we have you know trade him out this week, so um, we're on the up. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. <laughs> Look, we'll um, we'll kick things off, um, and we'll start off with our Thursday night footy um, from last week, and it was a bit of a bit of a cricket score for the poor old bunnies. So I'm sorry to hear, mate. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Do you want yeah, no, to talk good. us through this um, this bunnies team? Uh yeah, mate. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the bunnies uh, may as well have not showed up. Um, some pretty, some pretty uh, shocking performances all around. Um, some real low scores from the likes of like Cody Walker, and, uh, Tom Burgess, Dan Gagai, and like the low, te- uh, high teens, which you don't want to see. Um, and then probably like our best performer was Damien Cook, fifty, which like you know is not too bad, but like could be a bit better for his standards. Um, but overall, nothing really like standout-ish. Yeah, I agree. People even like Kulamatangi and Jaden Silva are underwhelming. Kulamatangi came out with a sixty odd other week, sixty seven, I think he pumped out. Um, and geez, the bunnies were just on the back foot, couldn't even make tackles. So, um, tough night at the office for the bunnies, wasn't it? Oh yeah, big time. Do you reckon um people like Damien Cook bounce back? You know, from these fifties, or do you reckon that's what we're going to see from Damien Cook from now on? You know, these fifty oh. to maybe fifty five scores. I'd like to think so. I'd like to think he bounces back. Um, but, you know, you never know what happens in Wayne Bennett's head. Um, yeah. Depends on what sort of team he fields for next week. Yeah. And, of course, like with injuries and stuff, when people start coming back, what he does with it. Um, but hopefully Cookie sticks around like that 60, 70 maybe. Mm. Yeah, it'd be nice. You know, even if he drops a bit of cash here and there and after Origin, you can pick him back up as a, you know, cut price keeper for your bench. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. And um, do you reckon Cody Walker stays at fullback, given uh, oh. given their performance in the halves? You know, with poor old Dean Hawkins and Benji thrown in there. Mate, as a diehard Bunnies fan, I hope not. But you know, knowing Wayne, he's pretty stuck in his ways, so he probably will. Uh, which <laughs> we'll see. We'll see Cody Walker's price drop because uh, if you keep hitting out these stores, these scores of like thirty, which is not what you want to see. Uh, I think game plan is bring Johnston in there. He's a fullback. He'll score well there, hopefully. So, yeah, mate, that's what I'm hoping for too. And then I would like to see Dan Gagai back at uh, back in the centre so he can boost his fantasy scoring a little bit. I was very poor watching him on the wing, uh, defending Josh Adokar. It was a bit of a clink on that side. Yeah, what, um, what do you think? Of, what do you think of Jairo um, starting? Jairo starting. Um, look, I think Cameron Murray's probably better but fantasy wise it's a bit underwhelming from Jaira I've been you know thinking that if Jaira got the starting gig that he's going to pump out some 50s but he got his chance 51 minutes and only scored 40 um you know a bit hard I suppose when you're playing the Storm who's dominating you he 35 tackles missed three um you know zero literally zero attacking st- oh okay sorry he got one tackle break so more or less zero attacking stats so um I don't know I guess if they played someone I don't know who they played this week um but 
um, hang on, let me tell you who they're playing this week. They're playing the Sharks, so he'll he'll get the starting gig again. So I think it's probably a a um, better indication of how he might score at lock there. Yeah, let's hope so. Mm. Anyway, we'll move on to the the Storm and. You know, on the flip side, who wasn't, who didn't underperform in this game? Um, you know, big scores from you know Nico Hines with a couple of tries, season of sixty-three. It was good to see Justin Olam um, feeding Josh Hadakar his tries. Uh, six six tries for Josh Hadakar put on a clinic. How good was he? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was unreal, mate. Uh, lost me, lost me a few games in that draft, which is no good. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, mate. Brandon Smith also very impressive as well with a seventy. Um, but, uh, yeah, Justin Olin too is really starting to impress as well. Um, we've hidden out a few fifties this, uh, this year. Yeah. He's doing all right, isn't he? He's, um, actually looking like a decent option in the center. He's averaging in the forties there. So, um, you know, cheeky point of difference option, I think. Um, but you know, Cameron Munster as well, he bounced back from his disappointing 30 odd last week, um, with a 64, no tries or try assists, even a few tackle breaks. So, um, had 20 tackles, I think. So he'd. Um, didn't miss as many this week. It's, his kicking was still woeful, but you know that's all right. You live and you learn, Cameron. Our uh, little puppy's back this week, so um, that'll be really good for him. Oh, that's good. That's what they need. I think they need a top monster group. Um, <laughs> need a need a goal kicker. <laughs> so you could see Cameron Munster's um scores drop a little bit. I think he would have had maybe. 10 shots at goal, roughly, probably more than that. Um, and I reckon he was almost at 50% um, again, if that. So you'd probably take, you know, 10 points off him there, just in goal kicks. But um, the other bloke, yeah. Jerome, Jerome Hughes, for me, um, he is smashing. He's averaging around the 70s, I reckon, for the last three last three games. Um, unreal. How, how do you reckon he went? Uh, yeah, mate, he's um, he's great. He's averaging uh, fifty nine point eight at the moment. Um, but if he's pumping up, he's pumping seventies every week. He's going to, he's definitely going to rise. Um, only played according to what I'm looking at now. Only played seventy minutes though. Um, yeah, might have gone on the HIA or something like that at the end. I'm not sure. I didn't actually remember him going off, but um, yeah, seventy eight, seventy minutes. How good's that? Oh, yeah. Almost beating the clock. Oh, beating the clock. <laughs> beating the clock, yeah. Oh, that's and, just um, yeah, no, jeez. Unreal, unreal. He didn't even have anything sort of, you know, the the try and the try assists, but, you know, he's made 13 tackles, no misses, and 360 kick metres. So he's got quite a few points there in base stats too, hey? Yeah, crazy. Mm. And I suppose looking at the bench, Harry Grant was probably the other notable mention. Um, only a 45 in just about 60 minutes. Um, one try assist. It was looking pretty good, but I think that was a little hard done by with Harry Grant. You know, if they're spreading the ball wide to Adakar all day, there wasn't a whole lot of need for him to attack up the middle um, when they could just spread it wide and pretty much a guaranteed guaranteed try there. So 45 from him is not bad. Um, would still be... You know, looking to get him in if you can. Um, if not, you can wait till after Origin. Um, don't know. He might have lost some cash this week. He might still be losing a bit of cash. So um, that's, you know, something that we love to see is, or I, for myself as a non-Harry Grant owner, he lost 23K, so he's now below 700, which is juicy. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, he's really good. I don't... Um, I'll be interested to see how this whole take him on, put him on the bench thing is. And how it affects Brandon Smith's scores because if they start to play him more as like an eighty-minute hooker, 
it might you might see Brandon Smith suffer as well. Um, they're almost around about the same, um, almost around about the same amount of catch as well. Almost give give or take a few k. Um, yeah, but don't. But am I mistaken in thinking Brandon Smith's suspended this week? Uh, yeah, shoulder charge. Actually, I think he's looking at two weeks. Don't know if he's challenging it. Haven't sort of um, heard anything, but I guess if he's out, Harry Grant probably gets the 80-minute roll for the next couple of weeks, um, Cheering which is, Grant, is huge, unless they bring on like a Tyson Smoothie or something onto the bench, which they could very well do, um, knowing the storm and apparently not wanting to give Harry Grant 80 minutes. So, yeah, you don't love to see that. Yeah, and my boy Remus Smith underperforming this week as well. Yeah, he came out on earth from his 80-odd last week. So from 82 to 29. Well, it could have been worse. Still um, still went up in a bit of cash. He's still going to have a very low break even for the next few weeks. So um, if you're Rem Smith owner, I suppose you'd be cheering. He um, Rem Smith went up at 40K so from that score. So um, he's 40K. now 479. Right. So you don't mind that from old Remus? Um, no, I don't. Yeah, still, still probably hold for the next few weeks at least. Um, you probably hold them through the buy rounds, and uh, I think Storm played the first buy round, round thirteen. So, you know, if you can upgrade him after that, um, if you plan on it, then I think that'd be the way to go. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Well, we'll move on to the to the next game, which, <laughs> like that one, was also a cricket score. The the Panthers taking the Sharks. Panthers up forty eight to nil. Um, yeah. Look, do you want to talk me through the Panthers? Uh, yeah, mate. Um, just like the general outliers, Cleary, of course, putting on the clinic, as always. Um, James Fisher-Harris surprised me. He seems to be a little bit up and down, but um, got himself a try and in 36 minutes, got a 68. Um, it's ridiculous. Love to um, see it. Liam Martin, also impressive, 53. Coruscant getting downgraded. It's not what you want to see. And Capewell, my boy Capewell. Um, fifty-one with the H with failing a HIA, so love that. Um, and Charlie Staines actually, oh, he scored a hat trick to be fair, but um, still forty-nine is pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah, we've also been pumping up the tires of uh, Stephen Crichton over the last few weeks. He's actually pumped out a pretty good score here of sixty-six. Um, do you still reckon he's a good option in the centers, or how do you see that playing out? Yeah, mate. Yeah, I think he's good as long as he keeps scoring too. Um, I mean, 66 with just a try. Uh, what else did he get? Uh, oh, tries. Two tries. A couple of tries, a line break, a couple of line break assists. Uh, yeah, he's good all all um, all rounder. Just I wonder if he gets picked um, in the Origin team. That's the only issue. Yeah, it could be an issue, but you know, I still still a good option for Sanders if you can pick him up after after Origin rounds. Um, I think he only increases him in cash from here. He's down around the four hundred low four hundred mark, I think. Um, Stephen Crichton, so he's still a good option. Um, Brian Toto didn't score as highly. He's you know down to a forty seven this week, which has been underwhelming for him. He's been pumping out sixty for the last few weeks, but. 309 run meters, still ridiculous. He'd only the three tackle breaks for him. I think that hurt his score a little bit, but geez, he's still pumping out the, the scores. Um, and Appy playing 80, 80 is huge in my books. Um, something to look out for. I think if he starts playing 80 and can pump up their scores a little bit, I think especially through the origin period with him not playing, um, they're going to need some sort of playmaker to to produce a little bit. And I think Appy, you could see his um, his scores you know, fluctuate, especially through... Uh, or not even fluctuate, it just increased through this um through the origin period. What are your thoughts there? 
Yeah, uh, I quite like the Coral South's performance. Um, it's good to see that they've um, ditched Liam Martin and um, back, backed him for 80. Uh, the try assist, a line break assist as well. Cut, uh, 44 tackles is pretty good. And only five missed tackles is pretty decent. Uh, coming back from, what did he have, a dislocated wrist or something like that? Who's that, Coruscant? Yeah. Oh, he had something something wrong with his arm, I think. But yeah, um, yeah no Mitch Kenny on the bench means Appy. Oh, and hopefully Tyron May doesn't take any of his minutes. So that's huge. So Coruscant is down now to 688. And if he keeps playing or, and dropping cash, he's going to have a low-ish... Low uh, sorry, a high-ish break-even, probably be around the 60 mark, I'd say. So um, we'll probably lose a little bit more cash um, as weeks go on. But if he plays that 80-minute roll, um, yeah, that could be huge. Yeah, 100%. All right, we'll move on to the Sharks. And, geez, um, not too many not too many notable scores. Will Kennedy <laughs> with a negative three um, after 80 minutes of footy. He six missed tackles, a couple of errors, um, Tough night of the office for him with when you've got, you know, the likes of James Fisher Harris running at you, breaking a line. So, um, yeah, Jesse Ramian as well, a thirteen to twenty-seven minutes with a, I think something fractured eye socket or something along those lines. He is looking to be out for four to six weeks, which is huge. Looking like a keeper in the centres. So, um, for all those who brought him in, he's looking like um, either a long hold on your bench or a sell. Most likely a sell if he's going to be out for six weeks. Um, that's going to be a long hold, I think. Um, Sean Johnson only with a 39 as well. Uh, I suppose when you've got zero attacking stats, um, you know, <laughs> what do you do? He had 412 kick meters, um, 15 tackles. So I suppose on the upside, you look at this and go, well, that's all base stats. Um, if there's a game where the Sharks are half a chance, he at least gets a try assist or a few tackle breaks or something. And that score goes from a 39 to a 55. So um, wouldn't be too discouraged by that. I'd watch his price drop and then wait for the the Sharks mid-season draw because they've you know played you know most of the hard teams now I think and should have a few of the easier teams coming up. Um, Chad Townsend is looking very much like a sell as you mentioned, Sammy D. Um, Fifty-one minutes got he apparently didn't get hooked. Um, hooked he you know it was tactical. Um, Matty Moylan coming on for him and. Um, yeah, being He's as destructive as ever and six <laughs> fantasy points in 29 minutes, elite. Um, and, hey. That's what you want. That's what you want. Um, unfortunately, also looking like a sell, but that's all right. You can probably hold him. There's no stress. Matt Chad Townsend <laughs> lost 56 or 59K this week. That's something I think he's gone back down to 600K. So would upgrade if you can, you know, even bring in a Jamal Fogarty if you don't have that much cash or... Mitch Moses somewhere who's someone who's um you know gonna who can you can even pop on your bench and be a scoring reserve um I don't mind that mind that sort of option if uh, you've got set halves um yeah don't mind that who else we got here Aiden Tolman he's been pumping out some pretty decent scores I yeah sixty eight minutes um for him is huge pumping out some the old Aiden Tolman sort of scores which you love to see um, by zero point three percent. Aiden Tolman is oh robbery. It's three points basically. Just get him in, honestly. Um, yeah, fifty-five tackles and you know two misses, but that's all right. I like him, Aiden Tolman. Get him in, especially in this Sharks team where they just have to make bulk tackles. I like it. Um, otherwise, I think that's pretty bad. It, Toby Rudolph, fifty-two and fifty-seven minutes, but his score seems to be fluctuating a little bit. He had six missed tackles as well in that, so. Yeah, bulk tackles for the Sharks boys tonight. Um, but 
also a tough night at the office like the Bunnies. Um, and from there, I think we'll move on to the Power Roosters game, unless you had something else to add. Oh, good, man. Let's move on. Oh, good. Uh, funny old game, this Parramatta Roosters one. How'd you see it? Uh, yeah, it was really interesting uh, with Ryan Madison back um, on that edge. That was uh, interesting to see. Um, Ikevalu with an 82. That's huge. Same with Butcher. That's huge. Um, what, other, what other big scores do we have? Papa Lee, sort of a little bit um, depressing with a 56. You can do better than that. Uh, Party Party. You want to talk about that? Yeah, let's get around the Cardi party. 52, 52 points in 52 minutes. I reckon he had two tries in his first 20 minutes of that spell or maybe the first 10 minutes of that spell. Unreal from from Bryce Cartwright. He probably, you know, given you've got you've got two tries, probably should be scoring more than 52. But, um, yeah, look, Sammy Day, someone you reckon you'll bring in? Uh, could be interesting. Uh, I do own Upperly E already, so I don't know if I really need Cartwright. Yeah, I agree. Um, Go but... against Tom here. I, Tom, mate, when you listen to this, I disagree with you. Cardi Party is a big old trap. <laughs> well, speaking of traps, um, old mate uh, James Tedesco, under 600k now. Oh, huge. That's going to be uh, someone you can bring in in the next few weeks. Owned by 26.9%. In how many percent of teams? 26.9. 26.9. So still in a heap of teams, but yeah, no, if you can get him here for 500k, that is ridiculous. So um, I think he's got a pretty easy um, draw coming up, um, James Tedesco. I'll have a quick squeeze, but um, they've, they've got the cows. Oh, sorry. My bad, Tom. Uh, very hard game there. Um, and then they've got the Broncos and the Raiders, so, you know, they could very well have three wins there and some big James Tedesco performances if um, you see some ordinary defence, so, yeah, one to bring in, um, I reckon, if he's going to, you know, actually get some uh, get some attacking stats, surely. Speaking of bringing people in, what's your thoughts on Angus Crichton? Angus Crichton, um, I think this is sort of the thing he does, right? He He's got a high ceiling, so I brought him into my team because I know that he can pump out an 80 very easily, um, but was willing to accept the fact that he could, you know, have a few scores around the, the 40 mark. 36 is, you know, a bit low for my liking, but that's something that comes with owning him, I think. You know, if you've got him, he's a season-long keeper. Um, you just got to sort of ride the, ride the Crichton wave. Um, I think he... He didn't really have any attacking stats. 33 tackles, um, two misses and error, no tackle breaks. Um, so he sort of needs a few of those, a few, you know, maybe even three tackle breaks to get his score up into around the 60s, even the 70s. Um, but look, I, I think that I wouldn't be too discouraged by this and looking to sell him out. He's, he's a keeper um, and he's a jewelry as well. So that's just very handy. Um, I do have a question for you surrounding Para though. Mm. Um, so obviously, Dill, uh, Dylan Brown out um, next week. Yeah. Um, for a few weeks. Does this uh, Mitch Moses rise in points and performance? You think? Yeah, you could say that. Um, well, I think they're looking to bring in because Will Smith is also injured. Um, Brad Arthur's son, is it that they're looking to bring yeah. in? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And so having a rookie beside Mitchell Moses, surely he'll do, you know, easily all the kicking, which he did this week anyway. He had 500 kick metres, 501 kick metres versus 31 from Dilbags. Um, yeah, I think you'll see Moses do a lot more. Oh, you know, it could go one or two ways, right? He could do everything and, you know, absolutely kill it. Um, if Parramatta kill it, he'll kill it. Or you could see him try and do too much and, you know, hurt his fantasy scores like he did the other week where he got that 39 or something like that. Um, so, look, I'm really hoping for, you know, <laughs> Mitchell Moses to turn up because I love watching Parramatta when they're on. Um, they look so good. Um, and Parramatta have the Warriors this week. So, I could very easily see that um, from him. So, yeah, interesting. One to watch. Um I think he's he's gone up in price a little bit. He's about 700k still, so he's still at you know cut price keeper, I think. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, also Ryan Madison at 70, 70 and 80 minutes. Um, how good's that? 40, ah, oh, sorry, four tackle breaks, 37 tackles, four misses. Um, yeah, look, he looked good, didn't he? One try assist, looked good. Yeah, but you'd be you'd be cheering if you weren't me that sold him last week. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, he was very impressive. Very, very impressive. And good to see him back in the field. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, look, otherwise, I think you've covered it pretty well. Um, Tom Opacek getting a decent score. 36 with a try. Probably hoping for a little bit more, but, you know, you'll take it. Um, solid as ever from him. Um, who else have we got? Fergo doing all right. Gutho, you know. Solid, but a little underwhelming. Murata um, Kore looking like he's in a cop. Oh, sorry, has played a guilty with cop a couple of weeks um, for his high shot. And James Tedesco is copying it this year. So you could see the likes of Wanga Blake coming back in or Michael Oldfield, depending which way they swing. But I think it'll be Wanga Blake. Um, so a bit of a shift there in the centres, uh, which means, you know, Blake Ferguson might cop a hit to his. Um, hit to his scoring if Wanga Blake's on the inside of him, which you hate to see, but that's all right. Um, yeah. Hey. Let's pray for Oldfield then. Yeah, I'm hoping for Oldfield. I really, I really want to see Michael Oldfield back out, um, back out there. I think he's an underrated player. Um, he looked good when he was playing for the Raiders and yeah, I think he could do good things for this, um, Parramatta team. I think Wanga Blake's overrated personally. So yeah, wait and see. Yeah, 100%. Well, speaking of the Raiders, should we move on? Let's move on. I, oh, no, no, no. Right, let's move on to the old faders. Um, Talking to it, man, what happened? The Raiders, geez. Well, once again, we played pretty pretty good 40 minutes of football. That's 16 nil, I reckon, at halftime. Fantasy-wise, though, some decent scores for, you know, your basement price players in... Bailey Simonson um, finally getting a score above 25. Um, 46 points with a try. Um, so that was quite handy. Lion break, couple of tackle breaks. You know, you might see him boost a little bit of price, have a lower break even, and you can see a couple of weeks of price rise before he probably goes back to his 25. But, you know, we hope he keeps scoring tries. Caleb Atkins was pretty solid with, with a 37. So um, he will have... Um, Made a bit of cash there. He made 24k, so he's now at 389. So he's actually made uh, what he's made 83k. So he's not looking too bad so far. Um, he'll keep that ticking along until Charles comes back. I'd say Jordan Rapana also um, is keeping his his um, pretty decent fantasy year going um, with a 55. 
Uh, George Williams, 51. He was he was okay. Josh Papali, um, Papali'i, my apologies. Josh do it every week. Um, 63 and 43 minutes. He looked pretty good. I was pretty happy with that. Six tackle breaks um, and looked damaging while he was on the field. Only the 43 minutes for him, but um, had a pretty good first half in particular. Um, everyone else a little underwhelming. Um, you know, I think... Uh, Corey Harirunara sort of sorted himself out. Thank you, Corey. Um, less missed tackles, only three, no errors. So, you know, you're a cop of 46 from him. Um, he'll keep his um, price rises going. He went up um, 31K. So, you know, that'll keep ticking along for him. But, you know, the other player I probably wanted to ask you about was Tom Starling. I know Danny's been, uh, been on about him for the last few weeks. 80 minutes, um, 63 fantasy points. No Josh Hodgson this week, you know, a possible talk of move to the Broncos. I don't know if that's a mid-season or an end-of-season thing, but, you know, do you think, do you see Tom Starling as keeping this 80-minute role, or do you see Josh Hodgson coming back into this team now that he's, um, you know, even though he's not captain anymore? Oh, I mean, like, if you look at Tom Starling, right, like, he's young, he seems like he's the Raiders sort of future. Um, playing 80, very impressive. Um, no help from Pavilion. Um and they've got Canterbury next week, so he could really do some damage. Um, only owned by 1.2% of people at the moment. Um, so, you know, not like a massive, massively owned. But um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I'd like to see him play more. I think he's really dynamic. I think he gets them moving a bit more than Hodgson does. And uh, he's on the upper, essentially. Yeah, I agree with you. I really like watching him play. Um... So yeah, look if he if he's going to keep that eighty minute role, he's definitely one to bring in. Um, but no, I think Ryan Sutton's done an elbow. Um, so he's looking at a four to six, I think on the on the sidelines, something way around yeah, there. Might have made that up. Might have been one to three. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was his own player, someone from the Raiders as well. So you could see um, Hudson Young or Joe Tarpany or even a Corey Horsburgh, I guess, um, starting that lock roll next week is. Sort of whoever Ricky feels on the day, I guess. But um, yeah, so it could be a couple of mix-ups for this Raiders team. Um, but yeah, we'll wait and see. Um, do you want to talk through the Knights though? Uh, yeah. So some impressive performances from the Knights um, from your main people, like your Jaden Bradley, Tyson Frizzell, Caleb Bono, getting 74, 71, 66. Uh, David Clemmer impressing a little bit more with a 52. I was impressed with that. Um, also, Phoenix Crossland as well, playing 80, got 48. That's pretty decent. Uh, only played a few games as well, so um, he was very impressive. Uh, Connor Watson, 43 and only playing 40 minutes. That's devastating. Um, and that's due to Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Um, only getting a 34, um, but played 65 minutes. Um, I think uh, if you're... Um, if you're the Knights, I think you play um, our boy Connor Watson a bit more, please. That would be nice. <laughs> it would be nice to see. So do you see, with the inclusion of Lachlan Fitzgibbon into an edge role, Mitch Barnett going back to a lock, and it has proven himself pretty well at lock over the last um, last season, do you see Connor Watson's minutes reducing further and you know maybe his fantasy points diminishing a little bit, maybe look like a yeah. sell? Yeah. Or... Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm not sure if a sell just yet, but we'll see how we go in terms of scoring. But unfortunately, I think you will see it decline. Although I really did like, I really did like um, Mitch Barnett where he was. He was pumping out a few sixties, 
um, doing really well. Um, and then Lachlan Fitzgibbons has just come in and pretty much ruined everything. <laughs> ruined um, a few fantasy teams there as well, I reckon. Uh, yeah, he did. Um, I did want to talk about um, Daniel Saipidi. Um, he has been very underwhelming this year. Um, went from um, my captain in draft last year um, to someone I probably wouldn't even put a vice captain on. Uh, he has been very underwhelming. What are your thoughts, man? Look, I think if you're watching the Knights, he looks good. Um, I, I don't think he looks bad at all. He's playing 53 minutes. That, that good minutes for a front rower. Um, and you know, if even if you look at his stats, he's made 27 tackles and 171 meters. So he's not he's not doing nothing out there. Um, four missed tackles from him hurts a little bit, but um, I think that he's just a little hit and miss when it comes to fantasy. You know, he relies on a few tackle breaks and stuff to get his points up there, but um, yeah, Danny Saifidi's a funny one this year. I don't think that, you know, if you've got him in a, cl- in a draft league, obviously you're going to hold on to him, but I'm probably not one to look at this year in a, from a classic point of view. I think he's too up and down. Um, we'll pump out a 61 week and a 36 the next, so kind of breaks your heart a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, also, what are your thoughts on Bradman Best? 21. Yeah, yeah that's where I was going to go. Um, yeah, not heaps of ball out there for, for Bradman Best, I think. Um, what do you make? 10 tackles. Normally, see, his tackles, they're, they're a lot lower. He's normally up around the 17 to 20, I think. Bradman loves to come in and make a, a few big hits. Couple only a couple offloads um, and eighty eight run meters, so it's very unlike him. No tackle breaks, um, so obviously handled pretty well by the Raiders, I guess. Bradman Best probably the one player they did handle well, I guess. But um, yeah, very underwhelming from him. And again, you could see some, um, you know, him lower in price a little bit and be an interesting pick up in a few weeks. He's been a little underwhelming the last couple of weeks actually. So. Um, and being quite an expensive centre. Oh, yeah, he lost 40k that last week. So he's down now to 522. Going to have a high break even. So, yeah, one you can bring in probably around the origin period just after even. You can upgrade even like that Remus Smith upgrade that I was talking about. If you have him in your centres and you want someone who's, you know, more distinguished centre, Stephen Crichton and Bradman Best are probably your boys, um, depending on origin um, selections, I think. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. Um, I would also just like to give a little um, white shout out to Tom's boy, uh, Caleb Akins. Uh, pumping out a couple of good scores, I must admit, um, in, John's, in John's absence. Um, yeah, he's not looking too bad, is he? Keeping his price price rises ticking along? No, we all sort of we all sort of came in and he was all a little bit of a joke, but he's just kind of <laughs> Hey, now, if you ask Tom, he was dead serious. Thank you. <laughs> Guess what I'm doing no, actually, Kalen Ponga, um, I think he was an interesting one. At halftime, he was on seven points. Um, that was very worrying sign. So 50, 59 points in 40 minutes. So that was something we'd love to see. That that late um, you know, line break assist, try assist to, to your boy, Jaden Braley, um, was huge for his fantasy. I was very happy to see that. Um, yeah, goal kicking too always helps. Yeah, yeah, do love yeah. to see that. So I don't know, even though I was versing um, you with him in draft, I was more than happy to concede a few um, concede a few points there. Just while I mentioned that, how'd you go in draft this week, mate? Yeah, mate, um, well, let's just say KP didn't help me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no good. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> take in the W as well, but um, don't worry, Thank I will you. be back. Just wanted that on the record. That's cool. And on that note, might move on to the Tigs Titans um, game if you wanted to talk through one of these teams. Yeah, no worries. Um, I can kick off with the Tigers. Um, yep. Some pretty big scores in terms of uh, Tigers players go um, this year. Uh, Adam Dewey hitting three digits. That's what we love to see. How good. Uh, how good, hey? A little bit of a Julie as well. Um, with a, a try, a few goals, two try assists, a line break, a couple of line break assists as well, 19 tackles. Um, love to see it, Adam. Very much more the um, the dominant half. Um, David Nofaluma as well came out of absolutely nowhere, scored a couple of tries, got himself a 76. It's always good. Uh, Dave Fafita continuing on as always, 76. Uh, let's have a look at a couple of interesting, like Ghana back on the up 40. That's pretty decent from him. Uh, my point is Simpkin is dying with... Um, with Jacob Little back, um, not too happy about that one. Um, but then, not Do you really. That's that something they persist with. Just sorry to interrupt. Do you reckon they persist with Jacob Little on the bench? They only gave him thirty minutes. Um, uh, I don't I know. Not. I surely not. I reckon you know Jake Simpson resigned you know a few weeks ago, so he's obviously the future of their club that they're looking towards as a long-term booker option. Um, you know, do you reckon they? Once you know, they've got a decent centre option available, they move most of them back to the bench and bring in, you know, get rid of, you know, Little and and perhaps Simpkin gets a few more minutes, you know, even if he loses, you know, any 15, 20 to Ambai. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think long term, um, I was talking about this over the weekend, but um, Moses Ambai, I believe, is like the ultimate utility in the fact that you could literally put him anywhere. And I think he has more value on your bench than Little does. I think Simpkin can hold his home his own for eighty, um, and I think they just need to give him a chance. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And um, my boy Alex Twal, how did you see his performance as well? A bit underwhelming. Yeah, a little bit, mate. What did he? What did he end up on? 38 from only forty nine minutes. Um, yeah, just they got to play him more. Minutes again. Hate to they see. Play him more. I don't know why they got to play him more. Yeah, look, and um, big old Stefano is probably the only other mention there with only a 28 in 34 minutes. So he's big time looking like a sell as well. Um, yeah. You know, unless you want to hold him for for um, origin rounds and wait for wait for their buy around. I think they play round 13, so you could look to sell him, um, you know, around, around 17 just before then. Um, so that way you've got a got more plays around the around the round 13 um wouldn't be a bad option i think but don't mind that anyway yeah yeah he's an interesting one um, yeah. but yeah definitely looking like itself um what are your thoughts on i know we bring him up almost every podcast but tino yeah well 35 tino, we'll, we'll talk about the titans now tino 35 in still playing the big minutes and getting the underwhelming scores uh didn't really miss that many tackles either. He missed two tackles, made two errors, so very characteristic for him, missed on the eight points, but only a thirty five. So yeah, look, Tino, come on mate. Ah, oh, look, it doesn't really matter anymore. He's not in not in very many um classic teams, I don't think. Um 
Oh, we can have a look at that actually. Still owned by eleven point four. Eleven point four percent. Oh yeah, right. Okay. Oh, that's eleven percent of teams more than you should be, but that's all right. Tino, you're breaking some hearts still. Apparently, AJ Brimson, he's still he's pumped up his scores a little bit the last few weeks. He got forty six. Um, one line break, couple of tackle breaks. Um, nothing all that exciting. One try assist and 46. If you hadn't have dropped him, would is he someone that you would be picking back up? Uh, yeah, I think so if I didn't already get rid of him. But, um, you reckon he's back on the rise? Uh, yeah, I think so. You talked a little while back about if his footy on the field translated, uh, was really good but translated bad to fantasy that he was definitely a sell. Um, but it seems like he didn't really do that much, but he scored really well. So he seems to be doing the opposite, which is very interesting. Yeah, it's um, killing me. And I want to pick him up at the price that he is um, as well. He's only five five fifty five forty eight. He's and he's on yeah. the rise a little bit. So yeah, I don't. I think he's an interesting option, you know. But because there's so many good options around the wing of fullbacks, and most people have them sorted. Um, you know, AJ Brimson's one that you might be able to upgrade Dane Laurie to. Um, I think, but. You know, maybe after Origin, we'll see how it goes there. Um, but back with the Titans, who else have we got here? Brian Kelly, he got a better score, but 38 with a try and a try assist. It's a little, little underwhelming for him. Jamal Fogarty back joint um, with some Jamal Fogarty-type score, 69. Nice. In 80 minutes. Um, one try assist, three tackle breaks and a line break. 20 tackles with four misses and 456 kick meters. So a lot of base stats there, actually. Um, so that's something that you don't mind seeing and someone that we've we talked about over the last few weeks. He's still only at 640K. So, And I, I don't mind him as a pick-up and leave on your bench um, as a scoring reserve. Jamal Fogarty really liked that option. Um, you know, he's given it's a roller coaster and he's not in his starting halves. Um, you can sort of forgive him for getting, you know, around the 30s. Um, but given that he's going to pump out, you know, these big scores every now and then, Jamal Fogley's looking like a juicy option still. I'm, you know, going to stick to it this time, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you mentioned Dave Fafita doing his thing. 76 points in 79 minutes. He must have gone off the last minute. Didn't say that happened. But the big thing for him is his face. he's facing two weeks. He's fighting his charge, though for a shoulder charge or something on those lines. He got suspended for something. Careless tackle, maybe. Um, so that'll be big if um, if he's out. That'll leave a few holes in a few fantasy teams, um, unfortunately. And, yeah, look, it could, could hurt. Um, still, obviously, a hold. Hey? To be, to be fair to him, he got 76 with a Simbin. No, nah, I didn't get Simbin. Did, oh, yeah. He did. He did, he did. Get That's why at the late in the last minute, yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. So it would have ended up on an 81-odd. Um, no, I know mm. with the penalty as well. 83 probably would have ended up on. So, mm. yeah, that's all right. Just hope that he um, can fight this charge and get off for, for fantasy sakes and for football sakes. He love watching him play. Um, beat Dave Fafita. Um, and Tyron Peachy. Um, had a few less minutes, actually. Uh, only 42 but and 39 points with with a try and a try assist. So... Little underwhelming for him. Don't really know what happened there, but um, yeah, still looking like a good option in the centres. Be pretty happy with thirty nine, I guess. But you know, that's probably about it for the Titans. Yeah. Oh, I've just got one more question before we move on. Yeah, Uh, Zach Steen. Um, owned by and and owned by ten point four percent of people. (laughs) Got a forty four last week, 
and got a minus one this week and spent all the game in the negatives. What yeah, are you thinking we for saw... all, the, all the 10 point people? Yeah, everyone would have brought him in as a, you know, a basement price, you know, make some cash somewhere. Um, you know, the shocking thing is he only lost 3K with his negative three. So, um, well, with his negative two. Um, so, yeah, Sini is, oh, I don't know. I He had one good week. So if you're one of those 10% owners, he's only 250K. You can probably cop that. Um, just hold him on your bench if that's what you want to do, unless you can upgrade him to someone decent. Um, I wouldn't be panicking just leave him on your bench and see how he goes if he keeps if he keeps getting picked. I know it was a sort of a record breaking <laughs> number of people in the negatives with Will Kennedy negative three and Braden Musgrove the negative um five from the night. So yeah, Zach Sini dropped him. You wouldn't want to have a, a Sini Musgrove combination in centers. Um yeah, you'd hate to see that. Um <laughs> yeah, couldn't hands like feet Zach Sini this week. Couldn't couldn't take a chess mark to save himself. So Look, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll wait and see how he goes next week. He's probably uh, leaving your non-scoring reserves until he's a uh, you know proven. He you know, got some proven consistency about him. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, on that note, we might move on to one of the more exciting games of the round, actually, uh, if not the most exciting game of the round, the Cows-Broncos. Unreal. Cows getting the Chalkies um, 19 points to 18 up in um, Townsville. Um, take it away, Sammy Day. Who do you want to talk about? Um, yeah, I'll talk about the Cowboys, if that's okay. Um, Go for it. Yeah. Uh, JT is back. Tungalolo is back to scoring form. Who would have thought that the, the <laughs> cows would have performed if you gave the big boy some minutes? <laughs> 70, 71 minutes, a try as well. Um, looked absolutely electric out there, mate. Uh, 84 points, absolute screamer. That's exactly what you want from your boy, JT. Um, also, yeah, speaking of cows, um, Tom's boy, Jacob Clifford. Uh, mate, 61. Where does that come from? That is unreal. From a bloke that averages 38, um, that is unreal. Yeah, he has, uh, had some attacking stats, didn't he, Jay Clifford? He had a couple line break, oh, line break as well. In there, he didn't look too bad, did he? He had a he had a few moments where he looked pretty good. Anyway, yeah, um, a few a few other like Val Holmes, 44 wasn't too bad. Uh, didn't help me in draft. Thanks, Val. Uh, <laughs> uh, Scotty Drinkwater, only a 25 this week. Devastating. Yeah, a little underwhelming, wasn't he? He had a whole lot, whole lot less run meters, few t- less tackle breaks, few missed tackles. Um, only 182 kick meters, I guess. Um, you know, all adds up when, um, you know, given his last few scores, he's been getting up, up around the 40s. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much all, mainly the outliers for the cows. Uh, did you want to talk about the Broncos? Yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, big standout in Payne Haas. He's back to scoring. He's, he looked good, Payne Haas. Um, can, that man can break a tackle. 76 points in 62 minutes. 163 run meters, six tackle breaks, 44 tackles, zero misses. Um Yeah, look, he has probably done losing cash, Payne Haas. Um you know, he's going to play Origin, but he lost 114k. He's on the price rises now, um, price at 853, and I think that's probably as cheap as you'll get him. Um, you know, he's got a couple of 
doesn't play by round uh, 13. He'll play 17. So, you know, depending on his um, him being picked in origin, which I think he will be, probably silly not to. Um, yeah, he's one to bring in, you know, when you can. If he gets picked after origin, I think um, it'd be the way to go. I don't see him making heaps of cash between now and then. I say that, watch him hit 100 or something this week. Um, but likes of Jermaine, Jermaine Sarko, a little underwhelming, only a 25 given his um, run of scoring over the last few weeks. Still looking like a keeper in the wing of fullbacks for the moment. He's at 534. Um, I would only get rid of him if you have a big upgrade. Otherwise, he's someone that you can probably keep holding for a little while given he can score 80s pretty pretty easily, apparently. Um, Herbie was pretty good as well given he had no tries, no try assists. He had 55. That was nice to see. Milford, uh, 39, he sort of had zero impact on this game, I reckon. Um, Anthony Milford still, he went up a little bit in cash, 575, handy bench player kind of, I suppose. Um, one that I'd be looking to upgrade given his price. He's up almost around 600k mark. Um, you know, someone that you can easily move up to a Jamal Fogarty, who I think is, you know, better base. Um or even someone who's up and above that um, that you can get him up to. So um, Tyson Gamble, actually, been pumping out some good scores. 44 this week, backed it up. Has been looking good. Um, I think this is probably the halves combination they'll stick with, actually. Um, surprisingly, didn't think I'd say that, that the Broncos would stick with the halves pairing. But, yeah, Tyson Gamble could be a decent, um, you know, cheapy. I think he is 310k. Um, went up in 41k last week. Um so this is he's back at the price he started with. So yeah, it could be your um your best your best cheapie to go to if he's gonna hold that spot. Still with some risk given their their track record. The Broncos they get flogged and um you know, the halves are the ones to go. So yeah, Tyson Gamble. Um don't mind that option. Uh, Jakey Turpin actually um playing eighty again is interesting. Um after a lot of people would have sold him last week, especially after how we were talking about him last week. Um, got a 53. Um, he's lost a bit of cash there, lost 19K, still at 579. Would still um, still probably sell him. He's only selected in 2.8% of teams, so a lot of people did get rid of him. Um, scared off by Daniel Levi on the bench. Um, probably rightly so. Um, and this is interesting, in the jordan Ricky and TPJ combo on the edges, jordan Ricky had decent score, um, but with um, Alex Glenn coming back in the next few weeks, that's not likely to stay. And TPJ is looking like a, I think he's looking like a keeper. Um, if you can somehow bring him in, uh, only a 53, I guess, is a little underwhelming from him compared to what he's been pumping out the last few weeks. Um, yeah, hasn't been bad at all. Only the three tackle breaks, but 36 tackles, had a heap, uh, few demerits, one error, three missed tackles. So, you know, should be scoring around the 60 there. I'm um, taking away all those demerits. Um, but you know, unsure as to what they do here with um with TPJ, given the Paddy Carrigan's now done an ACL, unfortunately he's out for six to nine months. Um, whether they move TPJ back to lock, Jordan Ricky keeps his edge spot, and um, Alex Glenn comes into an edge spot, and they keep the bench as it is. What do you reckon they do there, Sammy D? Yeah, well, that was going to be my question to you, mate. Um, yeah, yeah Paddy Carrigan. Carrying going ACL could shake up the Broncos forward pack massively. Um, what would you do see... if you're your captain of the Broncos? What what are you doing with that um, 11, 12, 13 sort of spots? 
I quit my job first off. That's <laughs> a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Um, I'd love to see Jordan. I'd love to see Jordan Ricky stay at eighty minutes. Um, let's have a look. Payne Haas. Payne Haas, sixty-two minutes. Um, so what, well, do you I reckon that? Um, It'd be very interesting. Sure, I reckon that maybe Thomas Flegler even comes into a lock spot and they just oh, move yeah. Jordan Ricky back to a bench. Um, you know, it could be something to watch. Given Tavita Pangai Jr. has been good on an edge, so I don't think that they can really get rid of him. Uh, I think he's been hard done by anyway. Look, the Broncos have looked better with him on an edge. I think they've looked more attacking on that edge anyway. You know, they didn't really want to give Jordan Ricky um, the ball when he was at when he was playing that number twelve position. You know, broke a whole lot less tackles too. And tell you what, if I'm a half and uh, TPJ is running at me, I'm shooting myself. Um, compared to Jordan Ricky, not that Jordan Ricky's not scary. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think that honestly that Jordan Ricky goes back to the bench. Someone like a, a Flegler or a Bullimore or a Kennedy, you know, whoever. Probably not Reese Kennedy, but probably a Thomas Flegler goes in and plays lock, you know, for limited limited minutes. Probably around that forty minute mark. Payne Haas's minutes stayed around sixty. And Alex Glenn comes in and takes his spot back. Maybe even um, TPJ plays sixty on an edge and rotates to to lock for twenty minutes, maybe. And um, Ricky plays on an edge. They might you might see some some rotation like that. But you know that's one to watch for. I think um, over the next few weeks. Um, yeah. Do you have anything more to add about this Broncos team? Uh, he'll be fine with. That's pretty unreal. Um... 55, no tries, no try assists. Yeah, 230 uh, run metres, six tackle breaks, a line break. Still had a fair few attacking stats. But, um, yeah, he's good, wasn't he? He looks good, Herbie. Yeah, 460k as well. So, he's, you know, he's, he's not the most expensive if you want a little bit of a pot option. Yeah, big pod. Julie as well. He's gone up eight, uh, 100, 800, geez, 108k. Um and, yeah, not in too many teams. So don't mind that, actually, from you. Um, very interesting player to watch. Um, old Herbie, um, pretty boy. Um, but, yeah, moving on, I think we'll move on to the Turbo Show. Um, Manly versus the Warriors. Um, Manly getting up 38-32, quite a high-scoring affair. Sam Day talked me through it. Oh, yeah, mate. Some very impressive scores in this game. Um, I might talk through the Warriors, actually. I might leave Manly to you. Um, to- Tohu Harris um, improving again. Um, 73. It's massive. Um, nice Julie as well. Um, I'd say if you don't have him already, especially coming with buy rounds, I would get him in. Uh, Harris Tavita, 66. That's huge. Um, and Nicarina, 70 as well. What do you think that means for Reese Walsh? Well, it was interesting, um, actually, Reese Walsh. I think that they probably keep something like this where Wade Egan probably his minutes now to Reese Walsh. And Reese Walsh comes in, probably, you know, takes over the nine position. You know, I've got my air quotation marks going up. You know, will defend probably at, at centre and then shuffle everyone in, but on the attack, he'll come in and defend like a, uh, and attack like a, an extra half, um, so he's in and around that ruck. You saw him quite often at uh, first or second receiver. Um, he liked to have his hands on the footy. 
Um, so I think that that's probably what we'll see. Um, you know, I don't even think that Wade Egan plays 54 minutes in the future. I think he plays 40 to 50 and Reese Walsh comes in and plays 30 to 40 minutes. Um, you know, he's pretty lucky to only to get a 23 still, um, with a try and a try assist, um, in that time. So yeah, I, I can't see Reese Walsh unless, you know, this is something that you talked to me about in particular, but you know, they push Nick Arima and play him as not as a sole nine and Harris Tavita is seven and Reese Walsh to six. Um, which would be interesting. I don't know about it. I am not convinced that Nick Arima is I know he can play nine, but I'm not convinced that he plays eighty minutes at nine. I still think the Wade Egan keeps some sort of minutes there, but would be worried if I'm a Wade Egan owner and jump on the cell bandwagon. If I'm a Reese Walsh owner Oh boy. Um, see, this is a real toss up with Reese Walsh, right? So if he's not going to play 80 minutes um, and doesn't get any of these attacking stats, that becomes a single digit score. And if you've started him in your wing of fullbacks or even as a um, scoring reserve, um, you kind of just had a big old dud from him. So I, if you've bought him, I would be, you know, and you can loop, he'd be someone that I'd be looping his points, um, you know, as a loop option because you never know with. Um, with Reese Walsh, right? But, you know, he looks good, I suppose, when he gets his hands on the footy. If, um, you know, do you agree? Or what are your thoughts? Mate, he's owned by 27% of people. Yeah. That's a, that's a big risk. A big risk. Yeah, I suppose that's... a lot of people brought him in, you know, with all the injuries to, like, Ben Hampton and Latrell and um, and little Papi as well. Um, they needed someone to fill a, a wing of fullback role and not knowing, you know, being a late move to the bench. Um yeah, not someone I'd really be bringing in now. Um, I think given that he's not going to be playing 80 minutes, I don't think. Yeah, well, Nathan Brand said in his post-match interview that he wasn't quite sure if he's playing Reese Walsh correctly or what he wants to do with him. So it's very much up in the air at the moment. So I guess we'll have to wait this week and see what he does with him. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Did you want to talk us through Manly? Yeah, actually, just before we move on to man, there's a few other scores. Josh Curran, um, actually, is still pumping out a few decent scores. Um, you know, he's been put on report for a, a shoulder charge or a high tackle, something on those lines, which, you know, a bit dumb in my opinion. I think it's a bit hard done by. Um, I don't think there's anything in it, but haven't heard what his charge is and if he's facing weeks. I don't think he's facing weeks. And he might have scoped a fine. Um, but he went up by fi- in 56K for his 56 points. Very fitting with a try. Um, given he had a he had quite a few errors, three um, three pretty poor errors from him actually, but um, zero missed tackles. Um, you know it was that was something pretty good that um, something I like to see as well from what was a cut price uh, a very cheap um, bloke. We've got RTS as well, underwhelming with um, only a twenty four. Um, what did he have? Four missed tackles and two errors, so missed out six points with only thirty. Still very underwhelming. Um, do you reckon he's a sell, or are you still holding on to RTS in hope that he can pump out some more RTS-like score? Well, I mean, he's owned by 13% of people, so I feel like it's uh, more people have, like, you know, are still holding on to, like, your Latrells and your Puppies and stuff like that, so, I mean, if you've already got it, I mean, if you've got him and, you, like, you want to upgrade him, it might be an idea too. Um, but otherwise, I feel like the majority probably still have like you know your main, your main three. I feel. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be dropping him um, wholeheartedly now. I'd be waiting until 
uh, after round 13, given he's not going to play Origin, obviously. So, yeah, very true. Um, yeah he'll be a handy winger fullback um, come by rounds, especially. So, um, anyway, moving on to to Manly and, geez, um, Tom Trevojevic, how good is he? You know, everyone knows how good he is. So, obviously, big big old rhetorical there. Two tries, four try assists. Um, 235 right yeah look five line breaks three line break assists eight tackle breaks it just unreal numbers from him um not bad at football one might say um good to see him back and playing he 100 cracks the ton raised the bat tommy um but he sort of fed jason saab tries all day so you know there's people who had him from the starters that you know place filler because he was basement price at 250k or whatever um has now whipped out a 62 with three tries and earned himself some price rises i think he's now at over 300k um so let me tell you 323 he went up 72k last week um with that so don't know if whether Saab becomes you know kind of fantasy relevant i would be a little skeptical um you know if if he's not scoring tries, um, you know, he's also had, what he had two line breaks in that as well. So, um, you know, something you'd love to see if you already have him, not wouldn't be bringing him in, obviously. Uh, but yeah. Owned by 20% of people. Yeah, a lot of people holding him as that that um, that placeholder just because he's, he's basement price. Um, so yeah, would love to have seen that. Um, otherwise... Morgan Harper actually finally produced a good score. 53 from him with a try and a try assist, which is pretty handy. DCE, um, 60. Um, was looking a little underwhelming there, a little shaky. But he had a couple of turnover tackles there on Josh Curran, so that would have bumped his... I think he had two turnover tackles on, on Josh Curran. So that would have um, helped him out a little bit there. Lachlan Croker. Um, yeah, geez, little dig at um, Daniel while he's not on the potty. Um you know, as a non-scoring reserve, Daniel suck eggs. Um, yeah, no, Lachlan Craig of the 48. He's not looking too bad, actually. Getting the 80 minutes as well. Um, Kate Castoni coming on and playing 12 minutes. So, interesting. Very interesting. Don't know what they do from there. Um, I think Lachlan Craig's now 500k, um, but would be looking to upgrade him still. Um, still don't don't love him as a long-term option. Um yeah, Josh Schuster was a little underwhelming as well. Um, with the 38, he didn't have heaps of demerits, but just wasn't as involved. A bit hard when um, the ball goes to turbo just about every play and they're scoring off it. Um, but actually, Sammy D, the question for you as well here with um, me personally, I've liked the look of Jake Dubovic a lot more with Tom back. How have you seen it? Yeah, I just think it's that natural chemistry, I think. Um he seems to, yeah, he, in the early rounds of um, this year, uh, he was a big old sell uh, in my books. But, um, yeah, he's sort of, like, turned it on a bit um, since Brother Tom's been back. Yeah, look, I agree. He's, since Tom's been back, he has now finally got some attacking stats on the board. He um, had two line breakers, his, both, both to Tom, um, and he's finally got earned some price rises. He went up 6K. Um, is now priced at 610. So probably as base in price as you'll get a Jake Chboyvik. Um And someone who could be an interesting option for the run home, especially if they're going to keep playing like this manly. I think Jake Chboyvik is going to keep pumping out some, some scores like this. So 
someone that uh, you know, if again, if you've got someone who you can upgrade, like your Lachlan Croker, and uh, he's not starting, you know, he's on on your reserves. Jake Dubois is someone I'd be looking at. Um, you know, I, I think I really don't mind this option. He pumped out a decent score last week too, from memory. I think he had a 60-odd. 63. 63 and then 56 this week. Yeah, smashed it. So I kind of like that option. Um, there, Jake Dubois. Um Yeah, and especially how they're carrying this bench as well. And Cade Custom, Moses Sully on the bench is, is good for these... Um, these forwards a spell, you know, uh, as well. Um, Schuster, Trubovic, you know, not that they're not going to play 80. Um, Olika Artu as well, um, you know, until Curtis Sirenen comes back, you know, still getting decent minutes. Um, but yeah, is there anything more you want to talk about this manly, this manly scoring? Uh, not man, I think we've wrapped it up quite nicely. Yeah, I agree. Um, moving on to the Dragons, Dogs. Um, Interesting game. Um, do you want to talk us through one of these teams? Uh, yeah, man, I can. Uh, I'll, I'll talk you through uh, the dragons. Um, yeah, beautiful. I said in our, I said in our group chat before the game. Uh, this game looked like a game where Dufty just gets a lot of ball and he just scores big, and that's exactly what he did. Um, two tries, a line break, a line break assist. Uh, Couple of tackles, couple of errors, and he still managed a 78. That's huge for Matt Duffy. Uh, Paul Vaughan impressing as well with a try, 66. Always nice. Ben Hunt back with a 64. Always nice to see. Corey Norman as well, 63. Love that for Normie. Um, and then you get like your regular outliers like your Andrew McCulloch, 53. Uh, Jack Bird bouncing back from last week with a 50. That's always nice to see. Uh, Faye guy with a 50 as well with a try. Love to see that from your centers. Uh, and Tarek Sims as well, 48, pretty decent as well. Uh, Moon, I do have a question for you though. Um, Daniel Alvaro, what are you thinking? Yeah, look, I said this last week, um, that he was a sell, he was, he was my sell last weekend. He's losing all his points to Josh Maguire. He played huge minutes this week, 72. Um, and so I think Josh McGuire played about 60 minutes and you saw Alvaro get 30, 30 minutes, I think. Um, so literally is directly correlating. Um, Josh McGuire plays big minutes, Alvaro plays small minutes. He's a sell if you have him. Um, yeah, look, if he gets the minutes, Alvaro, he scores well, but I just literally, I really can't see him um, getting the minutes, unfortunately. Uh, Josh McGuire, they, they seem to be giving him huge minutes, so... Yeah, unfortunately, Alvaro is a bit of a is a sell. Um, the only other thing you could do is you can hold him for for Origin as well. Um, with the with the possibility that Paul Vaughan plays Origin, Daniel Alvaro could come on and start. Um, and get some decent minutes. Um, actually starting. So, um, you know, he might lose a bit of cash now, make a bit of cash later, and you probably break even. Um, between now and then, I think so. You know, potential hold um, up to you. It depends how well you can upgrade him. If you can't upgrade him, that's what I'd be doing. I'd be holding him, wait for this origin period and see how Paul Vaughan... The, the squad gets announced in a couple of weeks as well. So, look, risky, but uh, that's not just another way you could look at it as well if you don't want to just straight up sell him. Yeah, I tend um, to agree with that. Yeah, cool. Well, I'll, um, I'll move on to this dog's outfit. Bit bit underwhelming from the dog's struggled. Um, as always, to put some points on. Underwhelming back five as usual. Um, 
Yeah, look, Corey Allen, um, unfortunately getting stretched up as well, which is something you hate to see. So um, I think he's been cleared of serious injuries, but looking, he's got a, a injury, done something to his shoulder, uh, AC joint, I think. So it's looking at one to three weeks on the sideline. So potentially see um, someone coming in there, maybe Nick uh, Chotrich coming into the centres and bringing in a winger somewhere, um, which is what I've been crying out for, for, you know, purely for my draft fantasy team for a few weeks now. But, yeah, we'll wait and see there. Jakey Avarillo was oh, not hitting 60, so filthy, but that's all right. He got a 30, which is all right. You live with that, I suppose. Uh, otherwise, Lukey Thompson is kind of looking like the real deal. Um, 68 minutes, huge minutes, and getting a 69. Nice. Fantasy points, that is. Um, yeah, don't mind that from him. And, you know, correlating to Adam Elliott's lower scores with the 39. So don't mind that. Renoff for Tony um, pumped out 66 in 59 minutes, which is interesting. So, um, yeah, with a try, which I probably wouldn't read too much into that. Um, but two talking points here for me, Sammy D. Last week, um, Daniel, myself, and Tom talked about Corey Waddell as an interesting, cheapy, uh, as he's been playing big minutes. Played 46 minutes and only 28 fantasy points. Um, didn't do anything special. Um, do you reckon that's just a one-off uh, for Corey Waddell? Do you reckon he bounces back this week? Or do you reckon he's just a big old trap? Uh, well, looking at his uh, looking at his scores this season, uh, it looks to be a little bit of a trap, I think. Um, I think uh, ooh, 20, pumping out scores like 53 and 57 the past couple of weeks and then going smack bang down to 28. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, if you look at his minutes, though, like 53 and 80 minutes, 57 and 71 minutes, 40 and 62, 48 and 71. So if he gets the minutes, he gets the points. But yeah. do you reckon he gets those minutes every week? Uh, I'm not too sure, mate, to be honest. Uh, I don't... Uh, maybe... Uh, depends on how I guess they've shaped their forward pack with a couple of injuries that they've got going at the moment. But um, yeah, I, I tend to agree. Yeah. It could be a roller coaster if you pick up a, a Corey Waddell there. Um, and your boy, your boy got game two of the year and injury two of the year. Um, Massive Lockie talking Lewis. point. <laughs> Massive talking point. I haven't been on the podcast since round two, and we're in round nine now, and Lachlan Lewis is playing. I just want that on record. He's playing. It's round nine. He did only get 30 fantasy points in 24 minutes, but he's still playing. That's and what we want to see. Still, unfortunately, getting injured. He's uh, out for a lot. I don't know actually what time they came back. They were looking at internal injuries and still waiting for scans to come back. So he could be out for a few weeks yet to come. Unlikely to get um a run over the next few weeks, but could be one to watch, I guess, if they're going to, if Carl Flanagan keeps. Um, underperforming. What do you reckon? No, he'll be back, man. He'll be back, he'll be back scoring tons. It's written in the stars, mate. He'll be back. <laughs> uh, oh, however, mate, love he's, to hear it. he's murdering Flano, that's for sure. Um, 42 minutes, only 60 minutes played. Uh, yes, Flano coming over as their marquee signing from um, from the Roosters. Uh, you think they give him a little bit more respect. Uh, yeah, look, but, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, oh, yeah. 
don't know if you watched that game though. His his fifth tackle options were shocking. Um, I think they got a set restart in their own ten, and he turned a kick to Nick Cottridge, uh, Cottridge on first tackle and kicked it out in the full kick straight over his head, or kicked it and Nick had to jump back and try and do some miracle tap back and ended up being a knock on because there was no chance he was going to get to it. There was there were some poor options there. I think Kyle's looking at this and going, oh, I have to make all the decisions and have to make pull stuff out of my butt. And yeah, literally, is it's just struggling with um, this team. It was it was a little bit easier for him at the Roosters, I think, because he's got the talent around him. The Dogs, not that they're not talented, they're just struggling. Uh, it's been one of those years for them. So yeah, I, I could see him, um, you know, getting maybe dropped for one week to see how lucky Lewis goes and Kyle Flanagan just to play an 18th man and maybe get come back to see if he gets some more mongrel in him. Um, I don't know, it'd be interesting to see, but, you know, one to watch out for. If you're Kyle Flanagan owner, I would be selling him. I don't think there's too many final owners, though, um, surely. Um, no, but it, otherwise, yeah, was there anything more you want to talk about in this Dragon's um, Dogs game? Your boy, Adam Elliott. What are you thinking with yeah. his current, current um, form? Yeah, look, as I've been saying over the last few weeks, he's still a sell. Um, unfortunately, Luke Thompson's taking all his all his points away from him. He's been absolute workhorse, Luke Thompson. So, And with no chance of any of these dogs being picked, or dogs forward pack being picked for origin, except for maybe Dylan Nar, but probably not. Um I don't think that Adam Elliott gets, you know, I think this is sort of around the square that you, that you should expect from him, you know, around the 40 mark, maybe the odd 45, maybe the odd 30. So um hate to see it as someone that I picked to be big from the start of the season. Um, you know, it was big for eight rounds, got you a few price rises. Hopefully you sold him while he was high a few weeks ago. Um, but if not, I'd be selling him now. Yeah, take him back to the um, to round three. Adam Elliott pumping out 70s for fun. But also Luke Thompson pumping out 70s. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> that was very fair. Uh, well, anyway, I think that's um, that's just about covered it for uh, for these um, for these games. Um, yeah, pretty keen for the next next round of footy. Magic round, round 10. Um, yeah, thanks, mate, for, for joining us. Um, well done. No worries, mate. Good to make an appearance every now and again. Yeah, good to have you, mate. Hopefully more, more on the cards for you in the future. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me. Thanks, mate. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of Fantasy Footy Brands podcast. Stay tuned for our Teamless Tuesday episode coming Wednesday.